Look, for those that were with us on Christmas Day, um, I love what you said, Ali. It's awesome being able to celebrate Christmas Day on, on a Sunday. You know, one, it's less work because you don't have to do another day. <laughs> but it actually just flows really nicely. It flows really nicely into New Year's Day because it's the beginning of the year. It's also very difficult for those that stay up late because <laughs> then you have to get up early and depending on the kids, etc. But hey, we made it, yeah? We got here. But on Christmas Day, I talked about on Christmas Day that Jesus is the gift that God gives us, and we know that, but it's a gift that continues to give. That gift just keeps giving. And in fact, it was a perfect gift from a perfect father, and I, I shared that that gift, it never fades, it never diminishes, it never weakens, it doesn't run out of batteries. You don't throw it away like you do most other gifts, that children's gifts, or even your gifts over a few years. Even the ladies, even the most precious, expensive handbag that you've got in a few years, you're going to bin for a new one. Even that gift. Even your perfume and your cologne and aftershave, that, the bottle runs empty. Well, Jesus never runs empty. He never runs dry. He never runs out. He is the perfect gift and he keeps on giving. And I love that because Hebrews 1.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Once you receive Jesus, he never changes. He's the same. You actually just learn and grow in his goodness and in his grace and in his forgiveness and power and mercy, yeah? He, he doesn't change. He's always good. He's always perfect. And so we have this perfect gift of Jesus and then he gives us the Holy Spirit. And then on Christmas Day, we looked at Galatians 5.22. I just want to build a foundation if I can. Uh, and Galatians 5.22 says, because once we receive Jesus, once we receive the Holy Spirit, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So this is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these. And just when we thought that we had it all, then he says, oh, by the way, as Ali put it so well this morning, we are heirs and co-heirs with him. We inherit the kingdom of God, you know? Here's this gift that just pours out more and more and more and more and more. It's like going to someone's house. They invite you over to their home. They go, hey, come and have dinner with us. Hey, listen, while you're here, why don't you just stay? You may as well stay the night. Oh, by the way, in the morning, you don't have to leave. Here's the keys. The house is yours. Could you imagine? Just the gift that keeps giving. That would be so awesome. I'm thinking of some of your homes. You could do that with me anytime. I'd, I'd be really quite happy. I'm just putting it out there. I'm giving you the opportunity to show that. I, I'm not going there myself just yet. But he's so good. 2 Corinthians 9.15, thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. That's what we received. Yeah? That's what we celebrated last week at Christmas. That's what we, we talked about. And so here we are on the first day of 2017. Not a single day has passed yet. This is it. Like We hit the beginning of the year before other parts of the globe. I mean, we're front runners, yeah? Like we're, we're, hitting the, we're hitting the ground running. And so if Jesus is the gift that we receive, then for 2017, what I want to challenge us all with is that we now become that gift, yeah? That for 2017, it's our turn. It's our turn to be the gift. The gift that doesn't run out, the gift that doesn't run dry, the gift that doesn't expire, the gift that you don't throw away, that doesn't deteriorate, the gift that actually keeps on giving. It's our opportunity, it's our challenge to be that gift this year. A gift to those around us, yeah? Those in our church family, those in our immediate families, 
those in, in our neighbourhood, our neighbours, our friends, our workplaces, it's our opportunity to be that gift, a gift for them. And you know what? That gift, if we can be a gift like that, that brings honour and glory to Jesus. That brings honour and glory to the Father. See, it's not by what we do, but it's by who and whose we are in 2017. And if we are simply a gift like Jesus, yeah, then we bring honour and glory to his name. You know, Oswald Chambers has a great quote, and it says, we are not here to win souls, yeah? We are not here to win souls, to do good to others. That is the natural outcome. I love it. That is the natural outcome, but it's not our aim. And this is where so many of us cease to be followers. We will follow God as long as he makes us a blessing to others, but when he does not, we will not follow. But this is the crux of it. The joy of anything from a blade of grass upward is to fulfill its created purpose, yeah? That we should be the praise of his glory, yeah? That we should be the praise of his glory. You and I are meant to be a gift to people. You and I are meant to follow in the footsteps of Jesus straight after Christmas, straight into 2017, to bring glory to his name. Not by what we do, not by saving souls, not by good works. That's an overflow of being his. That's an overflow of being a child of God. You know, then we've got the Great Commission. Because that we can have some tension here, a bit of a paradox, as Ross would say. Because the Great Commission in Matthew 28 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now, in light of that, what's, what's Oswald Chambers saying? What's he actually trying to say in, in that quote? We don't set out to win souls, yet the Great Commission says go and make disciples. Yeah? He says we don't set out to... Do good deeds. Yet it says, show them, teach them. Yeah? He very clearly says that these things are an overflow. And my explanation of this is that it's an overflow from being a gift because we've received a gift. It's a natural outcome of understanding whose we are because of what we've received. Yeah? and being able to walk in our true identity, our original design. And for some of us, we've talked about this over the last few years, but it, it, it's something that we need to understand. So what about the Great Commission when it says, therefore go and make disciples? Well, for me, it's, it's clear, I think. Yeah. In 2017, go and make disciples. Go and teach them. Now, we've got to unpack this a little bit, along with what Oswald Chambers said. Yeah. So we're not here to win souls. We're not here to do good works. Yeah. So follow me. I know it's the 1st of January. What's Jesus commanded us? We've looked at this. We've had Peter McHugh here. We've had other people teach on it. John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. Love one another. They'll know that you're my disciples when they see you loving one another. Let's break it down really simply. Be a gift. Yeah? Be a gift. Be a gift to those that you're sitting beside. Be a gift to those that you live beside. Be a gift to those that you work beside. Be a gift. 
and be a gift that keeps on giving. It's the only way that they'll know that you belong to Jesus. It's the only way that they'll know that you've received him as a gift. Yeah, it's the only way. And it's the only way that we're going to be able to properly disciple others. By loving them, by being a gift. And then, with what Oswald Chambers is saying, then we'll be to the praise of his glory. Then we'll be to the praise of his glory. Because now they've recognised who we belong to because we've loved by being a gift. Yeah? So you can do good works and not love by being a gift, not having any Jesus intention, and you will never through your good works bring praise to his name or glorify him because we're not here for good works. We're not here to save souls. We're here to bring glory to his name. And the only way to do that is to be like him, to love one another as he's loved us. Then souls will be saved. Then all the good stuff happens and the good works will flow, all from being a gift, all from being like Jesus, his gift to us, yeah? All from being love and showing love. All for being the very thing that we received and talked about last week, yeah? A gift. I reckon that's pretty good. You know, you could be slightly happy that it's not based on our works, particularly at the beginning of the year. So now, that, that, the Great Commission says, now go. So when it says, now go, what it's actually saying, when it says, now go and make disciples, teaching them, etc., etc., it's, it's actually saying this, now go and be like me. Yeah? Don't set out to do anything else. Don't set out to save souls in particular because you'll fail if you do that. But if you set out just to be like Jesus, crowds went to him. He didn't go to the crowds. There's a difference. Do you understand? Yeah? Often when we try to do stuff out of our own strength, we take ourselves to where the people are so that we can do good works and that we can save souls. And they're all really important, but they're in overflow. And when we're living in the overflow, those crowds will come to us. They'll come to us where we live, where we work, where we worship. They'll come to us. Yeah. We have to be like him. There's still something that we have to do. Yeah. Be a gift. In 2017, be a gift. If there's someone that you don't like, be a gift to them. I know nobody here has anyone in their life that you do not like. That's just me. Yeah, that's only me. Actually, there's a lot of them, actually, in fact. Anyway, um, no. John, in John 14, John 14 says this. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to be with the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. So in 2017... Go and make disciples. Be like Jesus. And in being like him, in being a gift to those that are around you, you'll actually do greater things than him. Because people will experience God tangibly through you. Yeah? Through you. Because you're going to be like Jesus. You're going to be a gift that keeps on giving. And then we'll be to the praise of his glory. We'll bring glory to daddy. Because now we're being a gift, a gift that keeps on giving. 
in 2017? Is it too hard, 2017, to be a gift? Would you rather just live another 2016, 2015? Rather stay the same Christians that we were yesterday, the same Christians that we were two years ago, the same Christians that we were when we were first saved? Don't we grow from glory to glory and strength to strength? Don't we experience our God all the time? As we learn more, we experience more. As we experience more, we learn more. 2017 needs to be a year of growth. It should be a challenge that we embrace. So as we step into 2017, the thing that brings him glory and praise is this. As you're a gift like he was a gift to us, Daddy just wants to look through your eyes. Father God wants to see things through you, yeah? You are his hands and his feet extended. Father wants to work through your hands, my hands. Wants to work through us. He wants to live and walk, walk, get this, in your body. Of course he wants to live and walk in my body. It's obvious, you know? Like, hello. He wants to live and walk and talk in your body through you, yeah? Each and every one of us. From the youngest to the oldest, regardless of age. And then, then, when we look at the Great Commission and it says make disciples, then we go after the lost, but from his point of view, from his standpoint. And that's through and by being a gift. It's not through anything else. It's by being a gift. It's through loving as he loved. So are we going to let him walk and live in us this year in 2017 is the question. Are we actually going to do that? And I guess we need to unpack this a little bit. See, God's loved us so very well. Is that fair to say, that he's loved us well? I don't think anyone's going to say that he hasn't loved us well. If any of you are feeling like he hasn't loved you well, please see one of the elders, see myself, we'll sit down over a coffee and we can chat about that. Really, because the essence is that he's loved us really, really well. Regardless of the year that we've just had, or the years, yeah? So now in 2017, it's time for us to love others equally as well. To love each other, even, 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 even when we disagree. Even when you don't wear the clothes that I wear. Even when you drink tea. Even if you barrack for the wrong football team or play the wrong instrument. Even if you drive the wrong... Even, in all, even if you vote for the wrong political party. Not that I would make that judgment call. Even in that, love each other even when you disagree. Yeah? It's about being a gift that brings praise and glory to his name for those around us. See, this is what the writer of Ephesians is talking about. When, when you look at Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Like, seriously, imitate that. That's really hard. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. Be a gift. Be a gift. Imitate Daddy in everything. In 2017, imitate Papa in everything. Not some things, not half things, not a quarter things, not just in your, your vocal cords when you sing, not just in your money when you give, not just in some other area of your life, 
in every area of your life, in everything that you do in 2017, the scripture here is really clear. It says, imitate me. And the one thing that I know, because we learned it last week, is that he's a gift that never runs out, never runs dry, never expires, and keeps on giving. And so imitate that. Imitate God. Be a gift. Now, let's go a little bit deeper on the first of the first. Do it because the scripture says you are his dearly loved children. That's what the scripture says, yeah? Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Now, the Greek word here for dear or dearly is, I'm going to try to pronounce it, agapetos, yeah? Agapetos. Are you ready for this? It's simple. It means beloved or beloved, all right? So, as beloved beyond all others by God. You are beloved, yeah? Beloved, you ready? You are beloved beyond all others by God. You've got to get that truth in you. You can't imitate God until you understand this. Beloved beyond all others by God, divinely loved. And actually, when you look in the dictionary, it says this, personally experiencing God's agape love. So you cannot, we cannot, you and I can't imitate God. We can't be the gift that I'm asking you to be for 2017 until we are personally experiencing God's love for us. He's agape love. And I mean flat out experiencing. And here's the kicker. If you don't get that, you can't do that. You just can't imitate him. And you know what? It's not a theology. It's not, I was born a Christian, my parents are Christian, my great-grandparents are Christians, all of my family are Christians. So no, no, it's about experiencing his agape love because that's the only time you can imitate God when you know you are his dearly loved children. That you know you're his divinely beloved. Experiencing that. So to be a gift to those around us, we need to be like daddy and experience his his love. So in 2017, maybe, 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 with all of the challenge that I've said in being a gift, maybe for some of you, all you need to do in 2017 is stop and experience him. Maybe you need to put aside all the years of your Christian faith, whether it's one week or whether it's 80 years, Maybe you need to put all of that aside just to experience personally his agape love for you again. Understanding that you are dearly loved, that you are his beloved. Because it's in that, through the power of that, that you can imitate him. And then once you imitate him, you can be the gift that he was to us, to others. Now that they'll know that you're his disciples, because you have love for one another, because you've experienced that personally yourself. And so now you can actually imitate God. So you take any of those out of the equation and you can't be a gift. And it all starts from experiencing his love, personally. Not from what the person behind you said, not what you listened to, Not any of that, not what you heard over the last 15 years, last year, in your old church, new church, mum and dad, not through any... You personally need to experience his agape love for yourself 
and that will empower you yeah, to imitate him. Man, what a way to kick off 2017. Let's not do anything at all but experience his, his love. And once we've experienced that personally, once we've understood that we're beloved above all others by God, now let's imitate him. Yeah? The greatest way to give Father God glory, the greatest way to please him in everything and bear fruit in everything we do is to be like Jesus. That's our spiritual act of worship. Yeah? Um, some of you would have heard of uh, a Donna M. Judson missionary to Burma. Yeah? He went to Burma as a missionary in 1813. Uh, he was 24 at the time. He brought his wife, who was 23. Other people have been to Burma in and out. Um, he died there 30 years, like 38 years later. He only ever came back home on furlough once. Yeah? So he was there for 38 years. And in fact, many would suggest that the Christian population, um, what it is currently in Burma, is particularly because of Adoniram Judson. In fact, the biggest church in Burma is a Baptist church that he started in back in the early 1800s. Now catch this, yeah? When the wife of missionary Adoniram Judson told him that a newspaper article likened him to some of the apostles, yeah? Judson replied, I don't want to be like Paul or any mere man. I want to be like Christ. I want to follow him only, copy his teachings, drink in his spirit and place my feet in his footprints. Oh, to be more like Christ, Yeah? The only way that you and I can recite the same, the only way that we're going to be able to say, oh, to be more like Jesus, is to personally experience his agape love. Is to have an understanding, not here, but here, that we are dearly loved, that we are his beloved, beyond all others by the living God. You know, he was a gift Judson was a gift to the Burmese people and it's time for you and I in 2017 to be a gift to those around us, yeah? Like to truly be a gift. See, as we step into 2017 as a community, as a family, as a church, we need to know that we can do more together than we can apart. That we can do more together than we can alone. Unity is not uniformity. And in unity, there's still freedom that we sung. Yeah? We need to understand how this all works together. See, we are all called these children. It doesn't work like this. Child, not child, child, not child, child, not child, child, not child. It doesn't work like that. It's not like plucking a sunflower saying, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. It's not like that. It's love, 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 love. In fact, dearly, 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 dearly love, dearly. That's what it's like with God. We are all his children. That means all of us are brothers and sisters. And we're all aiming to one and the same thing, living a life with Jesus and for Jesus. Aren't we? That's what it should be. Personally, I'm not living a life to make millions. That's a good thing. Sow it into the kingdom. Personally, I'm not living a life to get a better car, a better four-wheel drive with a two-inch lift and you know, a steel bar and a winch. Though that's a good thing. I'm not aiming for that. What I'm aiming for is to live for him and with him, yeah? And that's what all of us should be aiming for because it's only in that time when we put him first that 
all these things shall be added. Yeah? Seek ye first, not second, not third, not fourth, not only on a Sunday, the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, this year can be a life where we can encourage each other, where we can help each other and spur each other on. A life where together in 2017 we can be the best gifts that we can be because we're starting to understand his love for us. And so now that we understand his love for us, we can be love, we can be a gift. You know, Philippians 2, 12 and 13 I'll read that in a sec. It's really important that in our faith we understand that everything Father God does is relational. Absolutely everything he does is relational. There's nothing that he does that's outside of relationship. He gives us Jesus so that he can be in relationship with us. He doesn't give us Jesus to save us from hell. He gives us Jesus to be in relationship with us and a consequence of that he saves us from hell. Yeah? His motivation is love. Yeah? It's not a tick for good works. Yeah? It's all about relationship. And then he gives us Jesus so we can have a relationship through the Son with the Father. And in fact, to the point that once we've got that, we can go directly to the Father. And then he even gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can hear from him and that we can learn more about his Son who's like, like the Father and we can talk to them directly. It's all about relationship. Then he puts us into a community of people where we're in relationship with one another. It's nothing worse that regardless of the size of the church, when there's not relationships from the left side to the right side or from the front to the back, it's all about relationship. Yeah? In everything. That's why we encourage friendship groups or Bible studies or whatever you want to call them. That's why we encourage when we have get-togethers to get together because it's about relationship. It's not about forsaking the world. It's not about leaving your family behind. It's about relationship. It's about building relationship. It's getting to know one, one another. It's starting to understand what God's saying in you to work through you for those around you. It's all about relationship. And so the Holy Spirit works inside us because of that relationship. So Philippians 2 says in verse 12, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you. He's working in you. If you're not in relationship with him, if you're not experiencing his love, if you don't understand that you're beloved beyond all others by God, you'll never understand the work that he's doing in you. And you have to understand or know the work that he's doing in you because then it says giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if you don't know what he's doing in you, then how can you possibly have the desire and the power to do what pleases him? So we have to experience him. We've got to understand his love for us, that he's working in us. And once we know what he's doing in us through our relationship with him, yeah, then we can get to do then we can get to go, allowing him to work through us. Then we can finally be a gift, be Jesus from glory to glory and strength to strength. We build on last year and the year before and the year before and the year before and we go, we grow. And I love the passage of Scripture because Paul says work hard. Have a look at the message version of that same couple of Scriptures. What I'm getting at, friends is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. You reckon you were a gift last year? Redouble your efforts. It's not about works. You have to hear me, yeah? It's not about works, but redouble your efforts. 
If someone gives you, yeah, and asks you to carry their, their stuff for a mile, what does the scripture say? Go with them an extra mile. Redouble your efforts. Go over and above. Freak them out with your love. Because God freaked us out when he sent Jesus and gave him as a gift. Really, what a my, what. When you speak to people of other faiths, the thing that gets them is that God would send his son, part of the Trinity, down to earth in human form to give us an opportunity to have a relationship. Why would God do that? Because he wants to freak us out. And so this is our opportunity to freak people out. Redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you God himself willing and working in what will give him the most pleasure. Yeah? What will give him the most pleasure. Not what will give you the most pleasure. Sorry. But I guarantee you that if you discover his agape love personally for yourself so that you can imitate him, it will bring you enormous, cannot be measured pleasure. Then we'll be able to say Jesus reigns in this place. Freedom reigns in this place. Yeah? See, when we become a gift, we echo the very nature of God. When we become a gift to those around us, we bring him glory for the world to see. And as Oswald, my buddy, said, we will be to the praise of his glory. Danny Silk said in a devotional recently, when you think about the life you want to create in 2017, it's easy to see the things, the impact, the results. But it's not the stuff or accolades, or even the well-intentioned actions that makes life enjoyable and well-lived. When it comes down to it, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. It starts with the relationship with Father God. It starts with acknowledging that you are dearly loved, beloved, beyond all others by God. It starts there because then you can imitate him. Once you imitate him, you can be a gift. Once you're a gift, you start now to build into other people, build relationship with others. Oh my goodness, can you see how this all works? It all dovetails from one to the next part to the next part. It's the way God's got it set. So the gift of Jesus is sweet. It's sweet because it brought us back into loving relationship with God and with the Godhead. And our souls long for it. And the truth is that around us, there are those that long for both those that are churched and those that are unchurched long for to be loved in the same way. And so 2017 is our time. It's our time to be a gift. It's our time to release what we were given. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the self-control. And not just a little bit. Redouble your efforts. But it's not about works. But when we start to live in his love, because we're beloved and dearly loved, it just flows Naturally, it's an overflow. Souls will be saved, good works will come. I love the paradox. Redouble your efforts, but that means I've got to do more. Actually, no, it just flows more because you're starting to understand his love for you. It's time for us to step into all we are in him. We are a gift. You and I are a gift. The person beside you is a gift. The person on the other side, you may be a prickly gift, but they are still a gift, yeah? They are a gift, and so why don't we stand, because I want to finish with this.
some encouragement from Chris Vallotton that I read last night at about 1.32 in the morning and I thought this is the perfect place to finish a New Year's Day sermon, yeah? And this is what he says. We are God's X factor, his secret weapon, his ace in the hole, his divine strategy for global reformation. By the way, that's you, in case you missed that. That's right, we are, as it says in Matthew 5.13, the salt of the earth. We preserve the planet and are vital to life in the kingdom. We are the light rising in the darkness that is longing for a new day to dawn. It's you and me, and it's people like us all over the world who are taking hold of this mandate to stand firm in our stations at the height of every city and shine against the backdrop of doom. Together, we are the light of the world, illuminating, breathtaking solutions to people in desperate, despairing and destructive circumstances. Friends, in 2017, it's time for us to be a gift. It's flat out time for us to be a gift by understanding who he is and whose we are, by experiencing his agape love for us, because then we can truly imitate him when we, are know, when we know that we are dearly beloved beyond all others by the creator of heaven and earth. Amen? So I want to pray. And I want each and every one of us to pray for those that are next to you. If you're not next to someone, can someone get alongside? I want us to pray. And let's pray in 2017. Let's pray in the blessing of God for each other. Let's pray in that we would understand more and more deeply this year in 2017 and experience personally his agape love for us. That we would understand truly in our hearts how dearly loved we are by him, yeah? So that we can then be a gift to those that are around us, amen? So start praying. Just start praying for those that are around you. Father, we just thank you. God, as each and every person begins to pray for those that they stand beside or are sitting alongside, Lord, we just believe for your goodness and your grace. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. Lord, more importantly, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for just reminding us every year at Christmas of that great gift that we received, the gift that keeps on giving, the gift that doesn't run dry, doesn't run out, doesn't have an expiry date. Father, a gift that doesn't deteriorate, a gift that has an eternal shelf life. I thank you, God, that you remind us of that because now, Lord, as we personally experience your love for us as your dearly beloved children, beloved beyond all others by God himself, Father, we just thank you, Lord, in this space that we can now imitate you. Father, that we can imitate you as your dearly loved children. Father, that we can be a gift to those that are around us that we can step into your calling of going to make disciples. Father, that we can teach them, Lord, just by the way that we love. I thank you, Lord, that this will be a year that those that we come into contact with will discover that we are Christ ones, that we are Christians, that they'll know because of the love that we have for those that are around us. Lord, it will be obvious. Lord, we'll stick out like a sore thumb. And Father, in the overflow of that, souls will be one. In the overflow of that... Good works will come. Father, I thank you that this is a year that we declare and decree that we will be a gift to those that are in our life. Father, those within arm's reach and those outside of.
Father, those in our church and those outside of, those in our families, in our workplaces, in our schools. Lord, you are a glorious God. And this day we give you all the glory. Father, we give you all the honour. Lord, to you we say Happy New Year, Lord. We, we open our hearts to what you want to do in us and through us for those around us in 2017. We give you all the glory, all the honour, and all of his children said, Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful New Year's Day. Step out in all that you are. Experience his goodness. Amen. And be a gift to those that are around you. Amen.